I'm Kaylee Errett, and you're listening to episode 12 of Me When I'm Free. Who is this me when I'm free? And why does it even matter? This is the question that has spurred me on for years now. It's led me down some dark roads of healing and up joyful mountains of calling. And to this moment, right now, still on the journey and inviting you to join me. If it really is true that the glory of God is man or woman fully alive, then it would appear that God would want this even more than we do. But why? Why is this important to him? Doesn't he have more important things to attend to than whether or not we know ourselves and what we have to bring to the world? These are some of the questions I want us to explore together each week through a simple story, a few moments of reflection, and space to pray. Join me, friend. Early yesterday morning, as I sat on my patio, cup of coffee in hand, I took a moment to enjoy my morning ritual of clicking on my daily Facebook memories. It's a collection of posts, pictures, and videos I've posted on this day over the years. Yesterday's memories were abundant and included a collection of last day of school pictures, a video I recorded last year for our church during quarantine, and a picture of our new puppy Josie a few years back. But the memory that was most meaningful to me was that of a family gathering at my grandparents' senior living center six years ago to celebrate my grandpa's 89th birthday. This past Monday would have been his 95th birthday if he did not pass away about a year and a half ago, and then grandma exactly three months later to the day. The memory is a sweet one. What began as me planning an intimate gathering with just immediate family somehow overflowed to aunts and uncles, cousins, nieces and nephews from across the miles who happened to be in town. We sang worship songs as I played the piano. Cousins showed off their musical talents, including guitar, piano, and a charming rendition of Amazing Grace on the recorder. (laughs) Grandpa played guitar as we sang the old barbershop song, Those Wedding Bells Are Breaking Up That Old Gang of Mine, a family tradition ever since my grandparents sang it together in their little living room the night before my parents were married. I grew up going to a small church tucked away on an old country road. My dad was the pastor and the church planter. On Sunday mornings, Grandpa and Grandma would gather the 10 to 15 children who attended, many of them their own grandkids, into the children's room above the sanctuary. Grandpa would play his banjo and Grandma would lead the singing while holding up the poster board with lyrics, handwritten in black magic marker. 
Occasionally, she would teach us songs she herself had written. Other times, we'd stick to the classics like Father Abraham and Jesus Loves Little Children. Later on in my teenage years, you would find me plunking away at the old upright piano, leading our little congregation in worship songs on a Sunday morning, using the notebook in which I had handwritten the chords that I had pieced together by ear earlier in the week. What I lacked in chord playing skills, I made up for an enthusiasm and a heart that loved to worship. I felt safe to show up in that space. Singing and leading worship are threads of who I am, woven into my soul, passed down from one generation to the next. It is vulnerable for me to admit that, even still, because at some point in my tender youth, I began to become more aware of my limitations than my gifting in this area. It may have been when I tried out for the vocal team at college and didn't make callbacks, Or maybe it was that time I led a worship song in the entirely wrong key during a youth ministry gathering. Or possibly it began that time I was mocked for singing harmony too enthusiastically. All I know is that I tucked this desire in my heart away for the good part of a decade. This morning... I had a deep sense of gratitude that I had chosen to head up that gathering with my grandparents all those years ago. I remember it being an intentional step toward choosing to show up again. I take joy in the glimpses of my grandparents caught on video, singing and clapping along, soaking it all in. Some of the videos highlighted my dusty piano playing skills, but I knew in that space of belonging, I was safe to show up wholeheartedly. We all were safe. And maybe that's just what we are all looking for, a place that is safe enough to be vulnerable, to offer our gifts, our voice, the threads woven into our soul. At some point in life, most of us lose that sense of freedom and begin to believe that we are not safe to offer ourselves. We experience a moment of shame or hurtful criticism or embarrassment or an injustice, and we shut down, unwilling to expose ourselves to the risk that calling and love requires. Parker Palmer writes in Let Your Life Speak, we arrive in this world with birthright gifts. Then we spend the first half of our lives abandoning them or letting others disabuse of them. Friend, when it comes to offering our gifts to the world, the resistance is real. Andrew Peterson writes about this in his book, Adorning the Dark, Thoughts on Community, Calling, and the Mystery of Making. He writes, I believe there's a resistance And it's made up of what Paul calls the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over this present darkness, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places in Ephesians 6.12. If you're called to speak light into the darkness, then believe this. The darkness wants to shut you up. 
Want to test this out with me, friend? Consider for a moment a strength that you possess, a gift that you have to offer. Don't overthink it. Just, you know, think about a time that you brought a smile to someone's face or a tear to their eye. There's likely a gift behind that offering. Your sense of humor, your tenderness to those in need, your hospitality, your leadership skills, your creativity, or maybe it's the thing that you've secretly wondered if you are even allowed to call a gift. Your writing, your photography, your drawings, your teaching or preaching, your worship leading. Now, take a minute and say these words out loud if you need to pause the podcast. Feel free. Repeat after me. This gift of fill in the blank that I hold is my birthright gift given to me by my heavenly father. It is meant to bring light to the darkness, and I am safe to offer it in his kingdom. What stirs for you as you say those words? Is it a question about whether you are indeed safe to offer this gift in God's kingdom, remembering others who have not received it well? Is it a list of others who offer this gift better than you? Maybe it's unbelief that God actually cares whether you use this gift or not. Maybe it's words of judgment others have used against you in this area of strength. Is it fear of what God might ask you to do if you use this gift for his kingdom? Just take a moment to notice. All of these questions make up the force that I've come to know as resistance a sort of alliance of lies and fears and shame and sin patterns that the enemy will use to keep you from becoming who you were intended to be. If you have come to believe that freedom means not having to wrestle with resistance, I have unfortunate news for you. We have an enemy who hates the good work that God is inviting you to do almost as much as he hates you. I like how Emily P. Freeman puts it in her book, A Million Little Ways. I can't imagine anything more dangerous to the enemy of our hearts than people who know who they are. But friend, what if there is also a gift hidden in the resistance? What if leaning into our calling is actually our response to Christ's invitation to heal all those parts of you that haven't believed who he says you are. I love how Kurt Thompson puts it. Jesus is coming for the parts of you that are still ashamed and it's not neat and tidy. He's on a mission to find every single room in your heart's house where shame lurks. He's coming for every single layer of shame that lurks because he wants you to be liberated to do the things he wants for you to do. Evil hates this. Friend, what if Jesus cares less about your calling than about freeing you to become the person who will respond to his call? 
What if your actual calling is simply to discover how safe you are to show up with Jesus? Kurt Thompson goes on to say, what would the risks be that you would take if you were paying attention to Jesus' love for you instead of the shame that is lurking in the recesses of your heart? There is a resistance, friend, but there is also a redeemer. And so today I leave you with these questions and some space to reflect. If it's helpful, I invite you to grab a journal to jot these thoughts down and ponder them throughout the week. Question one. Have you noticed the resistance that holds you back from living into your gifting in Christ's kingdom? What would you name it? Is it fear? Shame? lies, unbelief, something else. Take a moment to notice and just simply give it a name. And question two, is there a space in your life where you feel safe to show up fully? If not, could I encourage you to tell Jesus and ask him if there's a step you might take to move toward creating this kind of space. Then would you take a moment to reflect with me and maybe even journal John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we acknowledge that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against an enemy who hates the good work you have called us to do. Can you open our eyes to the way we are allowing him to steal, kill, and destroy, rather than living into the fullness of life that you have promised? Would you help us to discover that we are safe to fully show up in your strong, unshakable kingdom. It is in your strong name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me When I'm Free. I hope you'll continue to join me on this journey toward wholeness. I'd love a traveling companion. My hope is that you'll see yourself in these stories that I share here. And if nothing else, you'll feel less alone. If you'd like to connect throughout the week, you can find me at Kaylee Arrett on Facebook and Instagram or at KayleeArrett.com. And if you haven't yet, I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast, and I'd be delighted if you left a review. Thanks for listening, friend. Let's meet back here next week.